0: And now, Nurse Talk, where laughter's the best medicine, brought to you by the California Nurses Association and National Nurses United. Here are your hosts, Casey Hobbs and Shane Mason.
1: In a repeated national survey, doctors in all branches of medicine, doctors in all parts of the country were asked, what cigarette do you smoke, doctor? Once again, the brand named most was Camel. Yes, according to this repeated nationwide survey, more doctors smoke camels than any other cigarette. Why not change to camels for the next 30 days? and see what a difference it makes in your smoking
2: enjoyment. Welcome to Nurse Talk, Where Laughter is the Best Medicine. I'm Casey Hobbs. And
3: I'm Shane Mason. And
2: we are two of the thousands of nurses on duty today. Well, here we are again, Shane, in living color as we stream the show on our website at nursetalksite.com, and that's S-I-T-E, and it's a blow mine, Shane.
3: Yeah, so (laughs) this is our second dress rehearsal, and we'd love to hear from you on Facebook or Twitter or via live chat. I don't know what the hell any of that stuff is. but I don't we don't you or to anything do
2: it. else. But if you know how, we have people here who can help yes, us. Yes,
3: so you can join in at any time during this broadcast.
2: Shane, not to bring up the topic of smoking again, but I loved that clip. Did you ever smoke?
3: I've smoked some cigarettes in my life. Uh huh. Yeah. I bet you've smoked some cigarettes. I More have. Than yeah. just plain Where cigarettes do you think I got, got this you? sexy, gravelly voice?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice the sexy part. I didn't, but I do remember the nurses' <laughs> lounge full of smoke back in the 70s and 80s. And oh my God, if that happened now, the offenders would clearly go to jail. I am also old enough to remember a smoking section on the airplane. That's Help. crazy. we're in a tube in the sky, completely closed off from the air source, and somehow they are able to convince us that there was a smoke-free section. Now, that was a fight for addiction. It's... <laughs>
3: It sounds like every restaurant back in my home state of Oklahoma. I probably
2: still think it's happening there. It
3: does. But Casey, all joking aside, just a reminder, in 1982, the United States Surgeon General's report stated that cigarette smoking is the major single cause of cancer mortality, aka death, in the United States. So this uh, this statement is as true today as it was back then. Tobacco use is responsible for nearly one in five deaths in the United States, because cigarette smoking and tobacco use are acquired behaviors, activities that people choose to do, smoking is really the most preventable cause of death in our society.
2: For more information about smoking as it relates to cancer, visit www.cancer.org or nursetalksite.com. And again, site is S-I-T-E. Yeah.
3: So what, what are you doing? Well,
2: Shane.
3: It looks like, are you taking your own blood pressure right now by, by well, I Well, I
2: did the blood pressure a little bit ago. But, you know, uh, I'm just checking (laughs) things out. Uh, I'm insured. I'm insured, Uh but I just give myself these mini physicals to cut down on my doctor visits. They also send me to the nurse anyway. So I figured I could do a maintenance to keep myself at peak health. I test my heart rate, lungs. I just did a breast exam, which is important for every woman to do. You usually don't do it on the show, but... Yeah, Never. you can
3: do that in the privacy of your own home. That's one of the things that you can, <laughs> yes, you can do. Yeah, but I in thought I'd show our guests how to so- <gasps> do a mini, mini well, exam. <laughs> well, Casey takes care of herself. We do have a great show today. <laughs> As most of the world knows, the Philippines was hit by a disastrous Mm. typhoon, and the death and Mm. injury tolls continue to mount. As in recent times, the RNRN response team is sending nurses to the front lines of this tragic situation.
2: The RNRN, or Registered Nurse Response Network, put a call out to nurses this week, and the response was overwhelming. This is why I love nursing so much, Shane, because a disaster hits, and immediately nurses' response and the union's response is, what can we do to help? Over 1,500 nurses from 50 states and 12 nations signed up in just the first few days, and there are more on the way. Impressive.
3: Yeah, so we'll have more details about their mission later in the show. And Casey, we're also going to talk with Sutter RN's Lea Ihanda, Critical Care Unit, Amit Shaham, Transitional ICU-3, and Rowena, San Augustine Emergency Department, and a long line in our traditional use of people with difficult names. So I, and I ladies. said that to the three so, ladies coming so in. They're, so they're now organizing for Cal nurses at Sutter's California Pacific Campus in San Francisco.
4: In
2: a time when labor organizations are under fire in this country, and oh my God, they are so under fire, the nurses, members of the California Nurses Association, waged a historic two-year fight with Sutter. At stake were takeaways from the nurses, such as paid sick leave, eliminating eliminating health care coverage for those health and retiree benefits, and in some cases taking away or reducing maternity and pregnancy leave, safety training for RNs, and cuts for those working weekends and evenings. And Sutter would like you to believe this has something to do with Obamacare. This has been long-standing practice for them.
3: So, Casey, these issues need to be talked about because they're not going away. And, in fact, working conditions are getting not, they're not getting worse. Uh, they're they're getting, not getting better for most classes. They're
2: not getting better. They're getting worse yeah. is for sure. And a personal story from one of our favorite people, Donna Smith. Donna, as most of you know, is a tireless health care for all advocate and currently serves as the executive director for health care for Colorado. She is our resident expert on the Affordable Care Act and has firsthand experience with Colorado's insurance exchange. It's a great story and a teaching moment for the rest of us. So stick around. You won't want to miss that.
3: Yeah. So some of you watching or listening might ask, how in the world has this show been on for almost I know you've five years? that
2: but of course i think it should already be national
3: (laughs) well all joking aside with a lot of hard work and support from thousands of nurses and civilians Mm -hmm. who've listened and supported us we want to take a moment and thank you all for your support and a big thank you especially to national nurses united california nurses association and massachusetts nurses association for their support
2: A really great big thank you from both of us for all of those people, but especially for our listeners who've been so loyal. I really appreciate it. And Shane, if you had been with us from the beginning, you probably would have run for cover. I'm sure you would have. But since you didn't have that opportunity, and what an opportunity it was, I thought I would share one of our favorite callers, Lucille Jones. Lucille called us with a question about her mother. Let's listen. Okay, I think we're ready for a call. Who's on the line?
5: This is Lucille Jones.
2: Lucille, how are you doing today?
5: I'm just fine here.
2: What can I do for you, Lucille? Is this
5: here that nurse talk show?
2: This is the nurse talk show. I'm so glad you called in.
5: Yeah, I got a big problem here with my mother. She's down there in Texas in a nursing home. Oh. Uh oh. Yeah, and she's got MRSA. Uh
2: oh. Oh, my God. So for the listening public, MRSA, methicillin resistant Staph aureus.
5: Yeah, and that's the thing a big is, word,
2: Kiss. That is a big word. Did you know what it meant?
5: No, that's just what they're <laughs> got telling. you, me.
2: Maggie. <laughs> I got you. I'm sorry, Lucille. Go ahead. So she has anyway, MRSA.
5: She was in the hospital and they had her some kind of antibiotic therapy. Mm. And her her butt is just so raw, you can't believe it now.
2: I bet you. I bet you. And I don't
5: know I don't know what's caused in that. But then they went and they said they were going to keep her in the hospital and they discharged her over to the nursing home on Friday afternoon. My mm. sister was on her way to it. A shoot, you know, where they go down there to Texas and shoot their guns off. She was on her way to a shoot. She now had wait, to turn around and go back and get my mother out of the hospital. Your sister was to... on
2: a shoot.
5: Yeah, she. My Is sister Is this a was. normal she had thing? To a shoot? over into the nursing home.
2: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. you you are from Texas, so your sister was on a shoot, and yeah, while your had mother to was being. Go back and tr- get
5: my mother out of the hospital. And the doctor promised that they were going to keep her in the hospital until she's cleared. Now this here nursing home, they say that she's got a culture out. Three times negative before they can open the door to her bedroom.
2: Ah, okay.
5: Is this your stuff uh, airborne?
2: Uh, no, MRSA is not airborne and not. closing it's the not. door for three only days. It in
5: the sputum. It, MRSA well, can be like anywhere. That, up there around the mouth. It can yeah. be is that, that where the sputum comes from?
2: <laughs> that is where the sputum comes from. But well, what's wrong with her rectum? You talked about <laughs> her rectum, too. Her butt
5: is so raw. And they had her on something called... D I F L U, something
2: like that. S-D-A-N, something. D i Diflucan. Diflucon. Some flucon. Yeah, Diflucan. Yeah, gotcha. Diflucan. <laughs> gotcha.
5: Anyway, they had her on there, and then now they got just a sprinkling some powder on her butt.
2: <laughs> okay, good. So, Maggie, do you have anything for a raw butt? What do you put on a raw butt? There's that butt balm. That works pretty well. <laughs> tape Actually,
5: one cheek well. to the side of the bed and get the air at it.
2: <laughs> Maggie, tape one cheek oh, to the side of the bed.
5: Practice. Well, you know, I don't know. My, You know, they were using them plastic diapers on her, and I think that's made it worse. Mm-hmm. But what do you think is causing this raw business in the first place?
2: Well, she's incontinent, I would imagine.
5: Yeah, she is. I can't tell whether... Uh, no. They need to
2: put in a Foley catheter and keep her dry yeah, and keep the her change, off her butt. Change the diapers more frequently. Don't use the diapers at all. Don't just use, use diapers at all. Just put the chucks up under a draw sheet rather than having that plastic. She's what reacting to the sheet? plastic. Now
5: what is that you're talking draw sheet?
2: I'm talking about just a a, a, a cotton sheet that you put over the chucks, the, the waterproof pad that collect the urine. The waterproof pad. that. T- Listen, just tell this nursing home, better yet, uh, y- you know, when you get off the line here, I'm going to get your number, and I want to call over to that nursing home and just tell them what I think, what they ought to do. How about yeah, that? How would them that you? Well, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, would you do that, that for me? I would. And then what I'd really love is to go on a shoot with your sister. <laughs> I've never done something like that before. You've never been on a shoot? I've never even heard of a shoot. When you said to talking about a shoot, I thought you were talking about maybe getting us over in Hollywood, and that I would love. <laughs> oh. For the but show. you were talking about some other shoot with guns, yeah. I guess.
5: Yeah, we got all the guns. Don't you, worry about that. We yeah. have plenty of them for you to come along and just, just grab one. I <laughs> bet you
2: do have plenty of guns. I bet you do. And I'm just a little worried about you and your sister with all those guns.
5: Oh, especially down there in that nursing home. They better what? straighten themselves up. If they come down there and just, just a few minutes ago and shut the door to my mother's room because they were sure it was out and down the hall to everybody else's room. Can you imagine that?
2: Well, I can't imagine that because MRSA is pretty, uh, it is something when you get in a nursing home, it can travel pretty quickly, faster than a speeding bullet to put it. How uh, can it
5: travel quickly if it ain't? If it ain't airborne. Or because ain't people touch the, the skin.
2: People touch their skin. They don't wash their hands when they pick up their revolver. And, so this is uh, the nurses that are doing it,
5: then. <laughs>
2: well, you the know, the it is Texas. The are the
5: ones that are responsible for all this here. Uh, it is Texas, is all stuff, I can say. The spreading of this myth. Okay, well that am on my mother's butt, the nurse's hands and all that stuff. You can't even well you're getting a little off into
2: like, into a place anyway. I don't want to be. So I'm gonna get your number offline and I'll help you out with that. But thanks for calling in. We appreciate the call. All right.
5: All right. All right, you girls have been a great help. Thanks a
2: lot. You know, <laughs> Good luck with your shoes.
3: So you're listening to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine. Don't go away. We'll be right back to talk about nurses responding to the call for aid in the Philippines and a success story for Sutter Health nurses.
6: Today in school, I learned a lot. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In English, I learned that I'm disgusting. And in physics, I learned that I'm a loser.
2: Today in school, I learned that I'm ugly and useless. And in gym, I learned that I'm pathetic and a joke. In history, I learned that I'm trash.
6: Today in school, I learned that I have no friends. In English, I learned that I make people sick. And at lunch, I learned that I sit on my own because I smell. In chemistry, I learned that no one likes me. In biology, I learned that I'm fat and stupid. And in math, I learned that I'm trash. The only thing I didn't learn in school today. The only thing I didn't learn today. The only thing I didn't learn. is why no one ever helps.
7: Kids witness bullying every day. They want to help, but they don't know how. Teach them how to stop bullying and be more than a bystander at stopbullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council.
6: Kids have the craziest ideas about food. Where do they get this stuff? Like eating Brussels sprouts helps you hit home runs. And eating carrots gives you x-ray vision? It's nuts, and I honestly have no idea where my daughter got this notion that broccoli is the official food of professional ballerinas.
8: <laughs>
6: Kids, the only reason my four-year-old loves cantaloupe is because he's convinced it comes from the moon.
7: Run, small step for man, lots of potassium for mankind.
6: And the other day when my oldest came up to me and said, Mom, will eating peas and carrots really help me pull off a fakie frontside ollie with a twist? I look him in the eye and say, it can't hurt, honey. It can't hurt.
4: Moms everywhere are finding creative ways to help their kids eat five
9: servings of fruit and vegetables a day. Get ideas, get involved, get going at letsmove.gov. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council
1: an angiogram does not let you know what they're going to do an angiogram is where they go through your groin to your heart and who knew that the way to a man's heart was through his groin and many women are going we've known that forever yes simple you grab a man's balls his heart will follow
0: welcome back to nurse talk where laughter is the best medicine
4: The typhoon in the Philippines has devastated thousands of lives, and we need your help. National Nurses United RN Response Network needs donations and RN volunteers immediately to help the thousands of people injured by debris and water as homes, roads, and bridges have been swept away. The aftermath is terrible, and nurses cannot look away. Please contact us at National Nurses United RN Response Network. Thank you.
2: Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs, along with my co-host Shane Mason, and we are two of the thousands of nurses on duty this very minute.
3: So that was a clip about the RNRN Response Network's call for volunteers and donations. As most of us know, thousands lost their lives, and hundreds of thousands were injured when a disastrous typhoon hit last week. National Nurses
2: United Registered Nurses Response Network went into action soliciting volunteers and donations to aid in the relief efforts. This is why I love the union. This is why I love my profession. Mm-hmm. Over 1,500 nurses from 50 states and 12 countries responded, and the first of those volunteer nurses left from San Francisco International Airport on Thursday. The first team consists of registered nurses who have personally or have organizational ties in the Philippines. They will be meeting with local doctors and nurses, setting the groundwork for others who will follow.
3: So, Casey, they need so much help and support, and people are being asked to work through the proper channels, such as the International Red Cross and legitimate aid groups. Also, if you're a nurse and want to volunteer, please visit nationalnursesunited.org, and if you would like to make a donation, you can also do that on the website there.
2: Switching gears now, we have with us in the studio, as you all can see, Sutter RNs, Leah Honda. A critical care unit, Amit Shaham, Amit. transition,
3: a meat. She taught me that because she said she I did. could think of it as a piece of meat. She gave me permission <laughs> to think that. So I'm just saying. How lovely of
2: you. She works at the transitional ICU 3 and Rowena San Agustin Emergency Department. We spoke at the top of the hour about the great victory for nurses and patients at the Northern California Sutter's health hospitals. But this victory did not come overnight. In a political and economic climate so heavily influenced by Wall Street and corporate CEOs, it's sometimes hard to remember that it's still possible for nurses and working people to fight and win.
3: Yeah. And with that, let's get right to it and introduce our guests. So Leia, Amit, or Rowena, welcome to Nurse Talk and thanks for being with us today. Thanks thanks you, thank you very much. So let's start by asking the three of you, how long have you been nurses and why did you decide to become a nurse? So Rowena?
4: I've been a nurse for over 20 something years. Wow. That's so really good. Dating N- that's myself really way back. That's to be sad about. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's something to be proud of. I think I went into nursing because I thought that this is something I can really do a lot of nurses in my family in medical fields mm-hmm. and then something that is already, you know, and I thought that I could always have a job and also been, you know, always helping people, others. So, I thought this is yeah. something that Great. I... And how long have you worked at Sutter?
6: Over 12 years. Wow, okay, long time. Great. How about you, Amit? Um, I've been a nurse for just about five years, and um, I went into nursing because my dad, who's a doctor, told me to become a nurse. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) And I would be surprised if he, did he really want you to be a nurse or did he want you to be a doctor? No,
6: he wanted me to be a nurse. He saw that uh, medicine was going downhill in terms of um, reimbursements, payments, it's definitely broken, and he thought nursing was definitely more uh, stable. But it was really my, uh, my time, I did some volunteer uh, work in Brazil that really where I was helping families and children who were addicted to uh, drugs on the streets Really ha- doing some um, volunteer work there, that really uh, showed me how much I loved helping people. When I came back here, I decided to go back to nursing school. Great. I just
2: love that. And since everybody can see your
6: shirt, what does that mean? <laughs> uh, Einstein. It's uh, awesome. My wow. sister went to medical school at Einstein University Ooh. in the Bronx. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so one of your sisters did become a doctor? She did, against the advice of everyone in the family. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's so funny. true
2: because our health care is broken, and to be a doctor these days is really difficult.
6: Yes, very much so. It is. And
3: how about you, Leia?
4: Oh, so I've been working with CPMC for about eight years, and I decided to become a nurse because I always felt compelled to help people. Mm -hmm. And with nursing, you're always helping people in their most trying times with their most basic needs. Yes,
2: and it's impressive what you ladies have done thus far. So tell us about this two-year battle. What started it, and what are you fighting for?
4: We're fighting for equality, And Mm -hmm. also mainly for my, you know, my thing is that for my safety, Mm -hmm. just the safety of the patients is what we were fighting for.
2: And safety is a key. So if you could talk, you know, I've been in nursing a long time, and you've been in nursing a little longer. Have you seen over the course of your years that safety has been an issue for nurses?
4: It has been an issue. Yes, it has. Along the way. And uh, with this new thing that's coming with with Sutter, the new computer system, I have seen... You have to not believe that that there are more taken away from the patient's time. Yes. You know, it's like you are now charting, I would say, 90
6: percent. And then 10 percent of that is just patient care. So which is
2: which is really sad.
6: Is. So um, on my unit specifically, um, they uh, management had the genius idea of taking away our main head nurse and combining our unit with a medical surgical unit.
2: Oh, don't you just love that? And for people <laughs> who don't understand, when you're the nurse mm-hmm. manager of a unit, you know that unit, how that unit functions, and then to have to take on another unit does not support the people underneath you. So they yeah, actually set correct. up a thing that put places management against staff.
6: Right, and when we've tried to voice our opinions and our concerns about uh, the increase in patient falls and the lack of time that we have for our patients and the lack of supplies, we actually get uh, reprimanded and yes. we get labeled as uh, someone with a negative attitude. Agitators. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. So, yes um, you
2: young whippersnappers. <laughs> causing
6: a lot of trouble. <laughs> and so tell me,
2: too, does this, is this Obamacare? Does this have anything to do with that? Because I know Sutter for a bit was trying to pin those two together.
4: That's what we've, what we've heard that you know Obama is coming in, and so just as we need to um,
2: I, this is just what they you know. but isn't your sense that this has been going on for longer than Obamacare has even been in planning? Uh, it has. Yes, definitely.
3: Yes. And so now, uh, all of the Sutter hospitals are not currently represented by Cal nurses, and so that's part of the issue here is that you're wanting to try to organize and get membership in this organization as well, correct?
6: that is correct just um pacific campus and davies campus are the only two hospitals in the bay area that do not have nursing rep um, union Yes. Okay. and um i i my last job was part of a union and i see the um the, such a big difference between yes. uh, a union hospital and a non-union hospital and i've seen the conditions decline at pacific campus over the last Few years that i've been there and so that's why i think bringing in um, cna an organization that gives uh, empowers nurses um, to have a voice empowers nurses to um, have um, better uh, equality in the hospital and provide uh, uh, better care for our patients um, that's what uh, cna is about and um, with their backing we can accomplish those things.
2: Which is great because I have to say I worked for visiting nurses and hospice uh, when they took away the union from the Pacific campus because it used to be actually Children's was unionized and when Sutter came in and put both together they were able to bust the union out Mm -hmm. and at that time I have to say, my fellow nurses were short-sighted at the Pacific Campus who did not want to go Union. So they helped make it possible for Sutter. And that was done by Sutter because Children's and and the Pacific Campus used to be um, different entities.
6: The the exciting part is that there's a lot of um, nurses are feeling empowered in the hospital. Good. Yeah. A lot of nurses want to be represented by CNA. We want a union, we want to be part of the union, and so um, management has come down pretty hard on us, um, but we will prevail, and we're going right. to win. Well, and that, Which is it's, excellent.
3: It's interesting, because I, you know, when I work with my students that are getting BSNs, we talk about leadership, we talk about union stuff, and they think, I don't need to know anything about that. I need to know how to start an IV, and that's what I need to know. But I tell them, you're going to be making decisions around these issues very quickly. You're both pretty yes. new grads, and you're are at the forefront of this fight to organize, organize and this is much much different than the psychomotor skills that you learn at school right. and did you think that you would be this involved in politics this early on in your career
2: well we're kind of uh, I'm never, sorry. never never, yeah. never, never. Ever. you didn't think that was part of Shocked. it we're kind of up against well, we our feel time to be. Yeah. but I just I just want to say that you as new nurses and you as a nurse, a seasoned nurse, you already see the difference between a union hospital and not, and for all of you listening out there, all of you are going to be a patient at one time or another. This affects you. If you're in a union versus a non-union hospital, I can guarantee you a union hospital, you're going to get better care because the nurses have some support.
3: All right. So we've been talking with Sutter RNs Leah Ihanda, Amit uh, Shaham, and Rowena Sanagusti. So for more information about this topic or others, visit nnu.org or visit our website at nursetalksite.com.
2: Lots more to come. Don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: Ranger station, ranger speaking. Hi, um, I want to report a bear sighting. Location? My front door. Oh, really? And did the bear knock or use the doorbell? He used the doorbell. It was Smokey Bear. Now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, my husband was burning leaves in the yard. He just came inside for a second. Not a good idea. Smokey said the same thing. He said to never leave a fire unattended because it could lead to a wildfire. Yeah, if it's too hot to touch, it's too hot to leave. Smokey said that too. We go way back. I knew him when he was just a cub.
0: Oh, how cute.
1: Rangers are many things, ma'am, but cute isn't one of them. Have a nice day. If you see someone in danger of starting a wildfire, step in and make a difference. Because 9 out of 10 wildfires are caused by humans. Brought to you by Smokey Bear, the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Learn more at smokybear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires.
7: When I have an asthma attack, I feel scared. It's like tiny nails in the air poke my lungs. I start to cough. Sometimes
4: my parents have to take me to the hospital.
1: Today, one out of 13 children suffer from some form of asthma, accounting for nearly one-third of all emergency room visits.
7: I feel like I'm choking. It's kind of like an elephant is... On my chest, a little whistle sound comes out when I breathe. But while your child may suffer from asthma, asthma doesn't have to make your child suffer. There are simple ways you can prevent your child's next attack. To learn more, call
3: 1-866-NO-ATTACKS. That's one 662 8822 Log on to www.noattacks.org or call your doctor.
7: Because even one attack is one too many.
1: I feel like a fish with no
7: water. Brought to you by the EPA, the Ad Council, and this station. This is the sound of a flat-screen television hurled off a building. Now the new bike your kid wants. These are the things you could have all cast into oblivion. Because when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have bought with it. Use ENERGY STAR light bulbs and appliances, and you could save hundreds of dollars a year. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council.
1: You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas, then get out of your car, and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories.
7: You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine.
3: Hey, Casey, say that part where they won't sue us. (laughs) We are nurses.
2: We
9: cannot diagnose, prescribe, or treat, but we can give good advice. (laughs) In my day, safety was your responsibility. You either held tight or you went through the windshield.
0: Now it's time for In My Day with comedian Lynn Ruth Miller. Sit back and enjoy a walk down memory lane with a twist of spice included. And now, In My Day.
9: When I was a kid, my mother used vinegar for everything. If I got a bee sting, she rubbed vinegar on it. And if the kid next door bit me, she poured vinegar on him and called his mother. There didn't seem to be anything vinegar couldn't fix in those days. If you got the hiccups, you drank a tablespoon of vinegar and they were gone. After your father pounded you on the back and your sister jumped out from behind the couch and screamed, boo! It was magic. If I had a sinus infection, Mama put vinegar in a vaporizer and made me inhale it until I started breathing again. She liked to help it along by pounding on my chest, and if I turned blue, my sister jumped out from behind the couch and screamed, Boo! Magic again. My mom taught me to give my hair a vinegar rinse after I shampooed it to get rid of dandruff and those little bugs I got from the kid next door. Sore throat? Gargle with vinegar and then swallow. The germs were gone, and so was your appetite. Vinegar and honey and a little cayenne pepper got rid of my cough but if you boiled it with water, tomatoes, sour cream, and peanut butter, you got soup. We got rid of warts with a mixture of vinegar and glycerin, and we stayed away from toads. Vinegar may have kept us healthy, but I want to tell you, the whole family smelled like a tossed salad. And this is Lynn Ruth Miller with a box of croutons and another edition of In My Day.
2: Welcome back to Nurse Talk. I'm Casey Hobbs, along with Shane Mason, and we are two of the thousands of nurses on duty today.
3: Yeah, so sometimes in your life, your personal and professional work become one. And that is so true. Yeah. Do you not
2: do nursing all the time? Do people not call you with nursing questions all the time? Yeah, as
3: soon as this shows over, I'm going to be taking some sort of crap that something's wrong with you, I'm sure.
2: That's right, probably. I'm going to need a little a little help.
3: So uh, <laughs> such is the case with our next guest, Donna Smith. So most of you know Donna as a regular on Nurse Talk, and you also know her as a tireless advocate for health care reform in this country, and they're telling me not to swivel. And they're telling me right now, <laughs> don't swivel.
2: What's with the swivel? Are you just a little nervous? Just doing being a little core work. <laughs> Oh, right, right. Doing some core work for your for your abs. That's mm-hmm. it. So Donna's with us today so we can continue to make sense of the senseless, a.k.a. the Obamacare Act, which I don't think is senseless by any means. We've talked about Don- Donna's simultaneous fight with cancer and insurance companies and her public journey that began with Michael Moore's movie Sicko. Well, now fast forward seven years, and as the executive director of Healthcare for All Colorado, Donna is fighting the good fight for health care for all, including herself. Donna, welcome, and tell us what's been happening with you. We're sorry. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. Please check the number and dial again. So, okay, oh. so we dropped the call there, and we're going to try to get Donna back up on the air, sorry. but I have to say that those last three were delightful
3: yeah they Delightful were great guests. We want to have them back on the show and we now we're gonna do. practice killing some time so uh, I've been practicing <laughs> ah, ah, my juggling
2: <laughs> you have been uh, along with your course' my there. swiveling yeah that's <laughs> what just that's swivel. all about I'm just gonna <laughs> your do your some so here. how
3: so uh, we haven't checked in really during out the show today so how is your week? In. what's going on?
2: Oh, my week was good. We went through a survey. You know how those surveys like can be so tough. This is called CARF survey, so it's a little bit more. Okay. All right, we've got Donna on the line. <laughs> Donna, welcome, and tell us what's been happening, besides uh, oh, dropping yeah. the line.
8: <laughs> how are all of you doing? Well, we're good.
2: How are you doing in Colorado? Well,
8: we're doing okay in Colorado. It's, it's- it's an interesting time to be listening to all the talk about the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, isn't
2: it? It sure is. And the first question I got to ask you, Donna, kind of a little bit off topic. Do you think Obama should have apologized this week?
8: Well, I think I think taking responsibility and apologizing is never a bad thing. I think you know when it when it's heartfelt and when when you know that uh, things could have been done better. I think it's it's so uh, uncommon in our political arena that it's difficult for us to, number one, see it as anything but uh, politics sometimes, and number two, you know, then he becomes an, an even bigger target for the critics who want to criticize um the whole effort to reform health care. I think that's what's been a little bit troubling to me is
2: Me too. You know,
8: that you know, they wanted him to apologize. They wanted him to take responsibility. He takes responsibility and then they hammer him for that.
2: Right. And then they keep beating him up and say, Oh, now he's weak because he apologized. The poor guy is in a no win situation here.
8: Uh, Absolutely. I mean they compared you know, they compared this to everything from the Mono, Monica Lewinsky scandal with Clinton all yes. the way back to the Iran Contra scandal with, and saying with it's uh, an imp- Reagan
2: and saying it's an impeachable offense, which is just ridiculous. Yeah,
3: that's ridiculous. T- but, but
2: I want to get to our question. Yeah,
3: Donna, what are you learning from your own enrollment process that can help our listeners?
8: Well, finally this week, you know, I had a I had a little bit of a stall out with mine in Colorado. There's been a There's been a little bit of difficulty because we had to apply, any of us who thought we might qualify for a subsidy or tax credit had to also apply first for Medicaid benefits and be ruled out for those benefits first. And that system, not the Affordable Care Act system or the exchange, but the Medicaid application system is deeply flawed in Colorado and takes an enormously long amount of time. So I was at 36 days after applying and couldn't get an answer on just being denied for medicaid well i finally um went to the exchange board meeting last monday and made comment about i thought it was ridiculous to be waiting that long to be denied for benefits i knew i wouldn't qualify for and so I, that application was denied. I was able to go onto the exchange and had to work with a the navigator there, which I will say was much more pleasant than I thought it would be. I was I was prepared to be annoyed, and I wasn't annoyed. <laughs> and
3: uh, I like and that. I, I, I'm, um, I'm always prepared to be annoyed. I, I get it, Donna, <laughs> for sure. But it but it wasn't bad. You're oh, saying the navigator was okay. And
2: you got? Did you get? Did you actually sign up for something?
8: Well, I did sign up for something. Now, it's not perfect, as we all know what I'd really love to get us to as a single-payer uh, Medicare for All system. But I've been paying $875 a month for my wow. COBRA benefits. Wow. And what I'm, si- what I'm signing up for is a Kaiser plan that's going to be 450 a month. So that's a huge, I mean, it's, it's almost half what yeah. so I've I, been paying.
2: I I just got to say that again, Donna, because Obamacare is getting such bad press. You were paying... Eight, over $800 a month for COBRA insurance, which is outrageous, and that's been cut Correct. in half with Obamacare. And yes, it was a pain to sign up, but how long does it take you to get, uh, let's say, Xfinity or cable? That's exactly. you got to do at exactly. least a four-hour window, and right. people are complaining about this. We are such an instant society that if people can't get, excuse me, when I go see a doctor and I'm a Kaiser patient, I wait. I don't get right in. Yep. Come on. I think people are being a bit much. It's going to take a little while to sign up for these plans.
8: Yeah, and I agree. And I have to say, the navigator, I was on the phone with the navigator for probably about 25 minutes, not because I would have had to be, but because she was truly trying to be helpful and walk me through the process of what the different plans looked like, what might work best for me. You know, and of course, you could never know those things, but we kind of ruled out the the low cost plans which won't work for those of us who who might have any kind of health issues but I also didn't didn't want to pay the amount for the gold or the platinum level plans so this one still this one still affords me half the deductible every year too along with the premiums being almost half the deductible's half what it's been under my COBRA plan. So even though I have to change doctors, and I was sort of prepared that that might be something I'd have to do, I could have gone to another plan and kept with my same doctor, but then I would have had to go to a little bit higher deductible on that. You know, for some people that might be worth it. For me, right. I felt like it was worth it to to get on the Kaiser plan.
2: On another topic, Donna, Medicare. Uh, it's reported that Medicare is underfunded and therefore making the process of enrollment through the state exchanges more difficult. Can you say something about that?
8: Yeah. Well, I think uh, now, are you talking about Medicaid? Not Maybe, yeah, Medicaid.
2: Medicaid. yeah, probably Medicaid, yeah. which is exactly what you just were, were referring to, that you had to go jump yeah. through that hoop.
8: Yeah, and it is making it a little bit more difficult in some states to get through the process of applying, you know, and, and I th- again, I think we all have to try and be just a little bit patient if we can be. It's hard to be patient when you're waiting, and I know this when you want, because I'm a cancer patient right now, too, and I want, and want to make sure that I have my coverage in place and know what's going on, but... Because Medicaid has been underfunded doesn't mean that uh, it isn't something that's being improved. Uh, Twenty-six states opted to expand their Medicaid programs, and that's a very good thing to a allow people who who are um, at a higher level of income to qualify for Medicaid benefits so they don't have to pay any premiums at all. That's a very good thing. And so I think we have to, that's one of the real victories of the Affordable Care Act, and. And I think we all have to remember that, that maybe if we're spending another 10 or 15 minutes on the phone, we have to be a little patient in realizing that, you know, we're going to have millions more people who, all across the country who haven't had access to any kind of health care or any kind of coverage at all for a long time who are going to be able to have coverage. Now, And a 10 or 15-minute wait for me is a small sacrifice. For yeah, that.
3: right. Yeah, and I think what we're going to see, you know, we're seeing these dramatic headlines like Obamacare deductibles 26 26- uh, percent higher, make cheap rates a risk. Obama apologizes, all this sort of stuff. But I think we're going to see a bit of a, a light shined on the healthcare system. And a lot of people are going to realize that the system was broken yes, and that we're actually just seeing that more now. It's not that the system's getting more broken. Hopefully it's improving. Do you think that's part of what's going on is that people are just becoming more aware of how disarray everything is in?
8: Oh, absolutely. If anything, we're all seeing how fragmented our system yeah. is and yes. how... You know, how deeply flawed the system has been for a very long time. You know, and the expectation that we could somehow, you know, flip a switch and fix it overnight is unrealistic. And, you know, to the extent that Democrats or Republicans or wherever it might be had that expectation or created that expectation with us, you know, that's something that that needs to be addressed. You know, the the reality is, you know, I, I heard somebody say this week that, you know, for instance, the insurance companies, you know the one. How many people had been canceled because their policies did not uh, meet up to the minimum standards of the Affordable Care Act? You know, actually, if you really think about what's happening there, it's because those insurance companies did not wish to provide the minimum standards required under this new federal law. Correct. And so and they chose. They chose to cancel people, and it's and it's almost like uh, it's almost like the light got turned out, and all the cockroaches are running. You know, that is so corner. true.
2: That is so true, Donna. How do you see this all playing out in two years? What will the Affordable Care Act look like, and are we one step closer to a single payer in this in this country?
8: Wow, is that a good question? You know, I, I think it depends I in two so, years on what it. happens in the next in the next several months, whether or not we can uh, actually get through this period of implementation, get as many people as possible covered get some of those kinks worked out with the website, which will get worked out. I saw some experts this morning talking about they weren't sure whether it'll take three weeks or three months to fix it. Well, that's not. They weren't saying three years. They were saying three weeks or three months. You know, I think that the kinks will get worked out. I think that if we hold steady and we get some of this worked out, we'll be able to have more people covered, but we're actually going to see that there's an awful lot more work to do. And I think that states are going to forge ahead, like California, like Colorado, like Vermont, like Maine, like Hawaii. States are going to forge ahead and want to go even further and do better things. On the national scene, it's hard to see the dysfunctional Congress of doing anything more in two years. But, well, you know, I guess we so can hold our breath and hope. Yeah, <laughs> it's so I mean, hard
2: to see it. And, Donna, you really wouldn't want to hold your breath on the Congress and Senate because <laughs> your insurance isn't in place now. And if you hold your <laughs> breath, you're going to pass out, and you may it may risk your health I, even I, I further. I think a
3: few years from now we I, I had
8: to see if you were listening or not. <laughs> yeah,
2: <you are>. exactly. <laughs> and on on another note, before we get off the air, I I want to ask you, Donna, about your health. How are you feeling?
8: Yeah. Well, I'm feeling okay. I'm having a, a little bit of spike in my cancer markers for my carcinoid syndrome, mm. so... I've got some more diagnostics to go through. You know, I'm a I'm a survivor, though, two times through now, and I'm and now I'm sitting on the verge of being a three-time survivor. So um, I, it's a little bit of a, a scary time, but but we'll get through it. And thank you for asking. I feel overall pretty good.
3: Yeah, and we appreciate you coming on. I mean, I, I sometimes don't want to come on the show when I just didn't get enough sleep last night. So right. I just really appreciate <laughs> how you're here on. Uh, A lot of the times and are discussing this sort of stuff. And once again, we have been talking with Donna Smith, Executive Director of Healthcare for All Colorado. For the best objective information about the Affordable Care Act, visit Kaiser Family Foundation at kff.org or check out our website, nursetalksite.com and click on ACA resources.
2: And of course, if you live in Colorado, visit healthcareforallcolorado.org. Anything else you'd like to say, Donna?
8: Oh, that's perfect. That's the best pitch you could give for for all of those things. And I, you know, I guess my advice to everyone is is hang in there. If you need coverage and you need to get some uh, coverage, it'll cost a little bit less. Hang in there through the process, and let's fight together to make this better overall over time. Great. Absolutely.
2: Thank you so much, Donna. We appreciate it. We're going to be right back with health trivia and email questioning questions. You're listening to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine. Don't go away.
7: The traditional light bulb, a groundbreaking invention in 1879. Other groundbreaking ideas from that time, the whalebone corset, the pedal-operated submarine, and the two-story outhouse. We've come a long way since then. It's time our light bulbs did the same. Visit energysavers.gov and learn about energy-saving light bulbs. See, these new bulbs are more efficient than the old ones, like a text message is more efficient than a carrier pigeon. They last longer, too, like how we humans last longer now that doctors use antibiotics instead of leeches. And they cut down on our energy costs, because in our own groundbreaking age of aeroplanes and moving pictures, we deserve a light bulb that saves us some cash. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council.
4: Remember when your neighbor found us naked in the car And the time some outdoor action got us kicked out of the park Getting frisky in the dark, I gave your eye a poke I think the dog is also in the bed Do I smell smoke, you and me? We never, ever, ever give up. You didn't give up on sex. Don't give up on birth control either. There are more methods than you think. Visit bedsider.org to compare all the choices. Brought to you by Bedsider and the Ad Council. Bedsider.org.
1: So when you get to the corner of Smith and Orchard, you're going to want to take a you left. You are not going to Then what you're going to do is turn or on to C Marcy and Avenue. just broke up and go past and the first three lights happy and, and then it. take the next left.
8: I don't really and drive think five she's
1: more happy, blocks, but and you should be who there right to judge, right? Park anyway. on the right. I'll see you
6: later tonight. It's
7: hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstopwrecks.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council.
0: Welcome back to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine.
3: So, Casey, I heard a quote the other day that I've been trying to instill into this particular portion of my life. Would you like to hear it?
2: <laughs> yeah. What's the quote? Here's Shane? the quote. I'm a little
3: scared, but. all materials relating to health trivia are the sole responsibility of Nurse Talk LLC. They're not affiliated with any network or stream service airing our show. And I've really been trying to like to,
2: to really engrain yeah, that, that in that yourself. Into my life. Maybe a bumper sticker might mm-hmm. help. So it's time for our health trivia question for this week. The question is, a viral infection usually responds to antibiotics. True or false? And, boy, would the drug companies like you to think one way on this. If you know the answer <laughs> or are the first to look it up and email us or call us, you can win a $25 gift certificate to Starbucks. How do you get a hold of us? Nurse Talk Site at nurk- Site <laughs> Contest at NurseTalkSite.com. Or you can call us at 1-800-977-1863. Last week's email trivia, I mean last week's trivia question was, an anterior cervical fusion is a repair of the outside of the cervix? Yikes. B. <laughs> what that happened, be happened hard. there? What happened there? I was right. <laughs> B, a bad break in the lower leg. What happened there too? And C, the locking together of multiple spinal vertebrae. And we did have a winner, Regina Brill, listening on KNEW, 960 AM, San Francisco. So we may be getting you that $25 gift certificate out to you, Regina, because the right answer is the locking together of multiple spinal vertebrae. Phew. And, you know, I already see because i have getting this little hump on, on oh, my yeah? back. You know, that's mm-hmm. for, that's for normal. you women out there, we tend to stoop over after menopause because our vertebrae become more our, our bones, osteoporosis sets in, and sometimes you have a collapsing of vertebrae and sometimes in the neck, and it leads to this section. So I'm trying to sit up straight. Maybe I should do your swivel technique.
3: Yeah, work on the course. So now, Casey, the moment that everyone's been waiting for, and it's not that moment. That moment's in another moment. This moment (laughs) is when we would like to introduce a new sponsor of our show, which is Nova Joint. So here's the – oh, we switched to Casey, so –
2: And Nova Joint –
3: there you go. So, well, well, turn it around so they can see Tell Nova me they're not joint, getting dude. their money's worth when you see this on the screen. Well,
2: you have to hold it up correctly. This is our first product placement, as you can see. So Nova Joint isn't just for people <laughs> of a certain age. Thanks, man. Of a certain age, anyone can suffer from joint stress, although, let's be real, it's probably more me than it is you, Shane. And if you do know, have some joint problems, it really is a drag. Well, Nova Joint honestly takes care of all of that and more. Most of you have heard of glucosamine chondroitin. Well, Nova Joint is just a little different.
3: Yeah, what's amazing, what most people know don't know is that until about three days ago...
2: Wow, check that out. I was in a wheelchair. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Unless you watched the show last time. So
3: let's just say Nova <laughs> Until Joint. Until he's
2: been healed by it, Nova Joint. <laughs> it, is, it is a great
3: product. And in a few weeks, we'll let you know just how great it is as a few of us are going to embark in, ta- in taking That's the tasteless right. gel caps. Our producer,
2: who uh, has some joint issues, will be trying this out. And we're going to yeah. do a real live test case.
3: Yeah. And it's working because she just ran in here to tell us to shut the f- up. Oh! So don't take our word dude. for it. Visit nursetalksite.com and oh. click on the Nova Joint now special code. Now we're going to be kicked
2: off the air because you've, of course, used one of those words that is not allowable on the radio. No, they said the it. Really? No, okay. you cannot say that, well, Shane. I, th-
3: I okay, think if you were so going to fire me, you would have done it by now, but <laughs> that's I'm just right. talking Well,
2: we'll just hear hear it from the uh, FCC or somebody else. Right.
1: Screw you! You're fired!
2: All right, now it's time for email questions, Shane. I got mail! Yay! I got mail! Yay! All
3: right, so... I'll take the first one. Yeah, you can do the first one. All right.
2: Yeah. Dear Nurse Talk, what in the world is Epstein-Barr virus? You won't believe this, but I have good friends whose niece was just diagnosed. That's not the unbelievable part. The unbelievable part is that one of their last names, believe it or not, is Epstein, and one of them, Barr... So Uh. (laughs) this child's last name is Epstein Barr, and she happened to get Epstein Barr. Do you think that is as funny as I do? I'm sorry about their niece and hope she will live a good life, but what a coincidence. Does this mean if I could come down with Smith-Connor's virus? Ha ha. Anyway, just wanted to know a bit about it. Jackie S. from Mill Valley.
3: Well, first, I just want to say that I'm really glad that you decided not to name uh, your niece Hemorrhoids.
2: That's right. (laughs) Or a hammer right? with the last but name right. epstein Roy.
3: bar what is Epstein-Barr? <laughs> you know, you look this up, right?
2: Epstein-Barr causes infections. mononucleosis. It affects the mouth and throat, the lungs and liver and lymphatic system. It occurs most commonly between the ages of 10 and 35. We're out, Whew, out of the woods. Of woods. Woo. And symptoms can mimic streptococcal tonsillitis. Most people can only get the infection once. Unless it, you're it is a That's right. And I I feel bad for the people whose name is Epstein-Barr. That's that's always a a sad thing. So you get symptoms of fever, sore throat, white discoloration of the tonsils, swollen lymph nodes, all those kinds of things. There's tests and physical exam to treat this. Most patients recover in two to four weeks without without medication, except like Tylenol and ibuprofen and things of that nature. Drinking right. plenty of water.
3: So that's that's good. It sounds like it's not too serious. She's probably going to be alright. It's right. not too serious, and, and for her those name's not hemorrhoids. Yeah, and her so name's not hemorrhoids. Worse.
2: But Epstein Barr is pretty amazing. That that's somebody's last <laughs> yeah, name. That's, that's pretty I ironic. have to say. So we got next question,
3: and it's dear Casey and Shane, and I. You can tell I chose this one. It's, yes. Shane, it says, "What a smooth voice you have." Nighttime radio is in your future. And I Okay, but say, that's a
2: person who's partially deaf. I
3: just yes? want to say thank you, baby. <laughs> So the question is, like, in the mail, baby. My sister has this cough that sounds harmless, but she's had it for months. Ooh, not good. It, it, <laughs> here we go. <laughs>
2: it's not good already. I'm sorry to say.
3: It's a short cough, and it seems to persist all throughout the day.
2: Well, then, how's it a short
3: cough? She will not see a doctor, but just, but that just doesn't seem that her that she's that healthy right now. Her energy's low, and she seems depressed. She doesn't smoke, never has, but recently did have surgery to repair her esophagus. Ooh.
2: Any thoughts? Okay, so that's interesting because um, if she had some uh, to repair her esophagus, that means she probably had esophageal reflux disease, which sometimes can cause asthma-like symptoms of cough. So silently, uh, acid reflux at night can come up and uh-huh. actually get into your lung. It's very acidic. That's your stomach acid, of course. Right. And then it produces asthma-like symptoms, which is this cough that she may be talking mm-hmm. about. So the first thing I'd say is she must have gone to the doctor at some point because she knew about the esophagus problem and had that fixed. You need to go back and you need to get on those antacids and be tested to see if it's a lung problem or if it isn't silent acid reflux.
3: Yeah. And if she's coughing throughout the night, then that may be causing what the uh, the fatigue is and... Uh, the lethargy during the day so go get checked out go get
2: checks out but here's a simple thing put blocks up under the head of your bed so that the acid reflux so you're up actually up on a tilt and that'll help prevent the acid reflux at night that may be causing some of this problem
3: so remember you can send us your email questions at casey at nurse site site because you don't read very well because i don't i don't read so good (laughs) or call us at 1-800-977-1863 or on facebook or twitter
2: that's re- remember. I would like to give a special thank you to the California Nurses Association and National Nurses United for their support of Nurse Talk, but also to the studio that we're in, Shane, because this is a lot of fun doing yeah, this. Yeah, it is fun. I like being able to see you, and I don't know if people like being able to see us. Uh, that might be kind of frightening. I don't we might care have about to go to people. Hoods or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> but also, to learn more about today's topics, go to nursetalksite.com. Ta- nurse see at the end of the show, I get really. Have I had a few drinks already? Uh, NationalNursesUnited.org. A great big thank you to our executive producer, Patty Lockard. Sound engineers, James Morey and June Miller. Taylor Lockard, social networking and progressive voices, iTunes, KNEW, 960 AM. And the team at Talk Stream Network, which is where we are. So remember, come back. Laughter is the best medicine. To laugh, you got to listen. Come back. We love you out there. Thank you for listening.
0: Thanks for listening to Nurse Talk, where laughter is the best medicine. Brought to you by National Nurses United. Check us out on Facebook or go to our website at nursetalksite.com. For more information about National Nurses United and the California Nurses Association, visit nationalnursesunited.org. Until next week, remember, laughter is the best medicine.